0: So sometimes we're walking around the world and we have feelings mm-hmm. and emotions for things and people, but we haven't taken the time to speak to, to them it. because we're assuming they should know. Mm-hmm. And there's those who will say, but Rahel, I did tell them. However, did you communicate it in a way that they would understand? Mm-hmm. One of the principles of communication that I teach is to know your audience. I think mm-hmm. that's a very
1: primary. That's, that's huge.
0: You have to be humble to communicate, Corey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black on black.
1: back again episode 20 of the black is the new rich podcast today we got a very special guest it's our first college professor <laughs> so I, i'm very excited um we're gonna go into depth about you know the school system and actually what she has going and what she has building up but uh further ado can you introduce yourself please
0: Sure. so my name is rahala pj david i am college professor by day. But I also run um, a business called 1-1000 Training and Consulting. And our goal is to help teams and team leaders improve their communication by um Communicating effectively and knowing what that is and and how to do it. I also run projects and I do consulting for projects with a social enterprise.
1: Dope, dope. So right now you are just a recap college professor. Yes. You have your own business called One One Thousand. Yes. And the nonprofit is called. Is it nonprofit? Sorry.
0: So I work with nonprofits, so organizations that have a social impact, as long as they're going to improve lives, communities, mm-hmm. uh, could be youth, children, women. Yeah. I work on those projects.
1: Okay, dope. <laughs> so I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of your one, 1,000, because yes. I feel like every business and entrepreneur needs to know how to effectively communicate and why that's a important, right? Yeah. But before that, I want to go, I want to bring it back a little bit. I want to bring it back. I want to know where this journey started, especially before being a college professor. Like, why Mm -hmm. did you choose that route or how did it begin?
0: It chose me. Yeah, (laughs) explain that. Honestly, because I, growing up, I was always told, you'd be a great teacher. And I'm like, I don't want to run a classroom. I want to run a country.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) Wow.
0: um, When I did my education, I did um, international studies which was an honors thesis. And so I did a thesis to look at the underdevelopment of countries like Ghana, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought, yeah, I'm going to rule the world. I'm going to work in politics and and government, Which and I was doing a lot of civic work as a volunteer already, as Uh a young person. However, um, you know, you have kids, you get married, you buy a house, you have responsibilities, and you got to do what's the easiest thing to help you in your situation. So, um, I ended up at Sheridan because I was on, um, Matt leave and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go back to this corporate job. What, yeah. You know, what is my next thing? Um, and we bought a home in Brampton. Brampton. Oh, and
1: Sheridan's right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought through my options, knowing myself, I have to work at an organization that is big. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My voice is big. My attitude, my personality. Yeah. All of that is big. So I need a <laughs> I need a place that can kind of maneuver if I want to try different things mm-hmm. as well. So I applied to Sheridan. Yeah. I applied to Rogers. Mm -hmm. And there's one more place. Oh, the government, um, city of Brampton. Oh, okay. Wow. So... Sheridan won. They called me in for an interview. And my job with them was working with internationally trained professionals who wanted to um, improve their English communication. Oh, wow. Uh, Yes, or just um, learn English and also connect it with their profession that they did back home. So I recruited them, made connections to the community, helped them find Canadian experience here. Mm -hmm. So Sheridan used to run that program and that was under the continuing education program. Mm -hmm. Now, because I am uh, very interpersonal person yes. I, I made friends with lots of staff and I'd meet with them during lunch talk to them and one day they were just talking about you know what they did before coming to the college and mm. I actually was just there to listen yeah and then the spotlight they're like well Rahel what about you I was like me So <laughs> <laughs> here we go I have to talk about myself Um. so I told them about just my volunteer work my work experience and they're like have you considered teaching and I'm like no I thought I had to be older I was in my late 20s 20s at that time mm-hmm. and they're like no you have so much experience we want individuals like you and um so they asked me to send them my resume wow. a few months later they're like we've got a class for you no actually we got two classes for wow. you um so i met with the um i think she was the program lead at that time mm-hmm. and yeah i started teaching so this year i've been teaching for about 10 years 10 years
1: yeah at sheridan at sheridan so when i was there you're you're teaching
0: it was 2000, when was my daughter born, uh, 2012?
1: Oh no, no, we're 2012, yeah. Uh, so my last year was 2013,
0: 2014. Yeah, so then we were there at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, wow. We were there at the same time, but we never met. Yeah. And we were in my faculty too, Applied Health and Community Studies. Yeah. So we did social And I was on the basketball work, team. Community work, I don't know. <laughs> How do we miss each other? The yeah. campus is not that big. Yeah, it's not big
1: at <laughs> all. Okay, wow. <laughs> So you've been there for 10 years, right? Yeah. So you are inside of this system. And for me, like I'm very um, open about like I dropped out, right? Yeah. So what are your thoughts now about like post uh, post-secondary or students um, looking to get to post-secondary? What are your thoughts about it?
0: Oh, listen, I got so much thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> When I was in um, high school, yes, I wanted a program that would give me practical and theory. Mm-hmm. And a few years later, my sister got to take advantage of it. So, you know, programs like um, York, uh, Seneca at York, yeah. um, Guelph, Humber and things like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I recommend those type of programs or any program that will give you the experience mm, and the, the learning, hands-on the hands-on okay right? we call that experiential learning okay or practical learning okay um, and the reason why I say that is what I found is um, a lot of the students that have come through the social service work program or, or our faculty because our program has a practicum piece mm-hmm. our students spend about a year working in the field mm-hmm. right okay it's unpaid but they're making connections and they're getting real life experience to apply all the things that we taught them. And when they apply for bachelor's and master's programs, they're more likely to be selected for those programs because they've been more polished. Yes. Right. They've been in the real world to see, okay, you know, this is how that really works. You know, the textbook says this, but in real life, you know, these are the situations that can happen outside of the textbook. Mm -hmm. Um, And also in general, especially if you're, um, um, somebody that wasn't born in Canada or you come from like what they call BIPOC. I'm not a fan of the word, but whatever. Yeah, BIPOC. Yeah. Um, so black indigenous or people of color. Um, we come from cultures where we learn by watching and doing mm. that's actually the level of our education and yeah. how um, we learn and we learn on different levels. Not That's not just
1: theory. Theory. Yeah. yeah
0: we need, like, we have a heart, um, Involved in our learning, not just head. Mm-hmm. So having that experiential learning will make it easier and less likely for people to drop out if they have that heart component as mm-hmm. a part of their education. And it'll help people understand that there's different types of education. That education not just sitting in the classroom reading yeah. books. All of that is a part of our learning and the socialization piece of networking and and making. Um, Meaningful relationships.
1: Okay, dope. So, like, I- what's going on, guys? You're sitting at home on the couch doing nothing. But that's why you're gonna subscribe to Black is Getting Rich, so you can learn something, educate your family, educate your friends. Do it all. Black is Getting Rich. Peace. I am super. Actually, I'm not I wouldn't say I'm for post-secondary. I want to say I'm against it. It depends on what you want to do. Right. But here's the thing. So, like, for example, my brother's um, in his last year in university and I just feel that information is going at a rapid pace and things are changing rapidly. Mm -hmm. So for someone that's in his fourth year of university, by the time he gets there from his first year, information has changed. Mm. so what happens then is that a waste is that like that's where i'm like at a conflict about the idea of school
0: i love that question so here's here's what i'm going to tell you
2: For,
0: in my experience from going yes. through the education system i learned that the education system teaches you how to think it just puts you into this process where you understand, okay, I need to prioritize things. This is the way I'm supposed to think. And if I want to be rewarded for thinking this way, Mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is how I'm supposed to um, do things. That's really what, the the four years of university is if you were to boil it all down, mm-hmm. the real learning comes from what I just said, the experiential piece. Yes, um, and I'm not saying don't go to university, don't go to college. Yes, okay. If, especially if you're in a field like if I'm going to meet a doctor, I want to know you learned some stuff, yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> some yeah, things. Yeah. So okay, that, that's fair, right? So I'm not saying don't get your education, but understand why you're there, and what this process is about. And I think if people went in with that understanding, yeah. their approach and their experience would be a lot more different. But you need that practical piece. I really stand by the experiential learning
1: piece. Okay, fair. Because even you saying that, I, I feel like school, like like kids that are like 18, 19, if they have um, a goal in mind and school is just the, the vehicle to get, get there, there. It, then it's different. You got But it. if you are going into school because you're confused... and It's not, it, the, time for it's
0: not the time for you to go. It's not the
1: time for you to go. Because you're not ready. Exactly. So that's where my sister is because she just finished high school. So she just took a year off to work. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what she wants to do.
0: And that's fine. Uh,
1: yeah. And I, th- at first, like... I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of kids that get pressured. Go to school, go to school, go to school. And then you're 40K down the, yeah. the drain.
0: Because the, the, the why is missing. Why am I going to school? Mm-hmm. So for me, I... It's always been very um goal driven. Yes. And I think that has a lot to do with my dad. Mm. I remember when I was like six or seven, mm. just learned how to speak English and he's like, What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad has been very key in my education. Like, I think you should learn French. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, he's he'll just, you know, ask these questions or or just tell me certain things. And he doesn't have nothing more than I think it's he didn't even get to finish high school. See my parents were educated in Ghana. Mm-hmm. My mom I think she just went to like grade eight. And, mm. But my parents have been able to come to Canada, start a business and wow. ensure that their uh, seven kids have wow. a, a education more than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was their dream for us to get education they didn't get. So yeah, I think that um, it's important for us to know the why yes. before we go to school and to understand, because this is a, another thing I had to learn. Just because I went to school to do international studies, yeah, doesn't mean I have to be a politician or whatever, journalist or whatever for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's a start. Mm-hmm. And you'll realize that when you start the journey, your life leads these directions that you never imagined or planned. Mm-hmm. I came across jobs that I didn't even know existed, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So as long as you have an idea of what you're interested in, mm-hmm go to school for that. It's not about doing that for the rest of your life. And I think that's where the pressure is for Mm. people. They think, okay, if I went to school to be a teacher, that means I have to teach. Nah, there's actually so many other jobs that you can do, where you can create courses, you can teach people how to engage with children or youth or or adults. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, I I can't even think of all the different job titles, right? Mm -hmm. So people think they have to have the education to become this one thing, but you can even start your own business or social enterprise where you're making money, but you're also dealing with a social issue. Mm-hmm. There's so many options. And I think that's where the pressure comes from. People just think, OK, well, you went to school to be an ECE. So why aren't you ECE? Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. No, but th- the skills and a lot of the fundamental things like I'm a strong believer that I think everyone should be. Take social services um, as a program. And that's because you learn so much about yourself. Mm. You see, social services is based on the foundation that if you cannot help yourself, you cannot help anybody else.
1: Wow. Yes. That's a healing aspect too. You got it. Yeah. So
0: a lot of students complain, Miss. Well, we did reflections in that class. We got to do reflections in this class. Yeah. And, well, you need to take the time to sit down and look and inside yourself. you. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's some fundamental... Um, pieces if I could and and I've been asked this question maybe two or three times in the last three years so now that I'm saying this this actually has me thinking if I could recreate the education system what yes, would I do that differently was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> is it oh god okay so I gotta I gotta start putting this to paper then because yeah. it keeps coming up okay um so what I would do differently is Definitely incorporate the self-reflective piece. So people like your sister Mm -hmm. who know that they want to be educated, but they don't know where, they get to spend the first year of university figuring out their self. And it's actually a course that you get credit for developing yourself. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) Right? So that's what your first year would be. Doing reflections, engaging with others, understanding what helping means, Mm -hmm. um, or creating, all of those things. I think that should be like the first year for everybody in university or college. Mm -hmm. Um, And then now that we know who we are Mm -hmm. right let's talk about these theories and other people who thought they knew stuff Mm -hmm. did they know what they say they know (laughs) you know and and how would you how would you picture this or how would you do this um we're really taught to trust things outside of us Mm -hmm. and my education system would teach us to trust what's inside yes (laughs)
1: He's like, "Where do I yes. sign up?" Please, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I, I really appreciate that like if you were to change it up like that reflection piece because I feel like there's a lot of people that, you know, come out of university and they realize they don't even know who they are. Mm. And then now their social aspect of their like their being is missing. They yeah. cannot they cannot um connect on to I would say like the real world because they have all this theory, theory, theory. But, hey, this is real life now. Right. You know, so if they had that reflection piece in their first year, things might be different. Maybe they weren't even being the same course.
0: You got it. And and that would be acceptable. You see, again, that's perspective. People feel like, okay, I dropped out of college. So in society, I'm a failure. Yeah, that's what I was feeling like for a while. No, but you figured out what was for you and what's not for you mm-hmm. that's a win. Mm-hmm. There's people out here who don't know what's for them and what's not for them, mm-hmm. right? Yes, sometimes we have to lose a little bit of money and time. Yeah. <laughs> that's the ouch part, yeah. but the win is that you figured that part out. Yeah. And and we have to be okay with that no matter how mm-hmm. people, even sometimes our parents, I'm so sorry mom and dad, sometimes <laughs> despite, despite what our parents think, mm-hmm. we have to be true to to us and listen to ourselves, we're always being taught not to. Um and I think that education also needs to have a sense of humor. Yes,
1: not so, <laughs> not so serious. Not so serious. Not enjoy this experience you that way. It. You got know, it. Learning should be fun.
0: You got it. It, it
1: shouldn't feel like a, a chore. Or, and
0: people learn better that way, Exactly, Corey, and they retain more information 100%. that way. And the outcomes of me, for me as a professor, and even in my business, mm-hmm. um, as a, a trainer or facilitator, sorry, um, I get better results from adults Mm -hmm. because they went through an hour and a half training with me and they're like wait it's time is up already but wait you know because because i make it very engaging i have activities that's connected to what they're learning yeah and i pull information from within them because Mm -hmm. that's the other thing about education i believe that education is pulling from within it's not me pouring into you yeah it's me pulling what's already inside of you. That's how I build your confidence because you're the one teaching me now. I just asked you all the right questions and gave you some pointers.
1: Almost like a form of therapy.
0: like talking to me okay (laughs) starting to make sense now i remember i used to work at the bank and and people would call me about their banking but then all of a sudden i know about their dead sister and how they're feeling or you know their breakup and they're like i don't even know why i'm telling you this but
1: no but that's the thing you're asking the right questions, so people can answer their own problems kind of thing and create their own solutions
0: and that's kind of social work too so Uh, i take all these
1: skills yeah nice nice so I have a question because you have kids, right?
0: I do. I have four.
1: You have four kids. The oldest is?
0: 17. He'll be 18 this year.
1: Perfect. Because this is a perfect question. So (laughs) for the people that are listening that have kids, how are you going about uh, like how are you teaching them about post-secondary? How are you introducing it? How are like because a lot of us had the pressure like we were talking about. Yes. How are you parenting in that way?
0: whoo i thought you said we don't have that much time okay so, <laughs> <laughs> like you this is a whole book you just asked me yeah. and i need to write it um okay so my eldest son hey trey love you <laughs> um where do i start yeah, it's, so, it's a lot it's a lot of questions. it's a lot because I'm, I'm like where am i going to start from elementary school till now I'll, how about i tell you where we're at now perfect okay mm-hmm. so he's going to be graduating um god willing Mm -hmm. because i've been after him to put in those 40 hours he's already done the hours but submitting that paper that said he did what he did you know that's been the the struggle for me getting him to like complete things and and even throughout school just Mm -hmm. to give you some background on him the consistent things were he knows his stuff Mm -hmm. but he's not submitting his work
1: Mm -hmm. he's bored he's
0: bored he's bored i hear that so yeah. much <laughs> mom i'm bored mom i gotta go to school today it's boring yeah. you know so yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's not it's not challenging him enough the information that's creative? there um he's creative in terms of business like i see that he has a mm. lot of um conversations with me about business like mom you know, my friends own a studio and I talk to them about, you know, how much would they give me if I was to invest in the studio? And they, those yeah. are the conversations oh, he has good. with me. And mom, why is the education system the way that it is? Mm-hmm. I think that it should be this way. Like, he's a thinker. Wow. That's but mm-hmm. I think that's because I was pregnant with him in university. So he sat through all my lectures. Oh,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Babies can hear, yeah, okay? Yeah. You know, you're housing them and yeah. they know what's what's going on. So he's a thinker. Um, so what we figured out uh, is by giving him different opportunities. So, um, working with my parents, so my parents own an import and exporting business, Okay. right? So he would go there, uh, learn how to help them load the containers. From younger or now? Oh, from, oh he's been there since he was born oh, because
1: wow. I was in school. Oh, true, 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 true. I was in
0: school. I actually had him um, on December uh, 13th. I was writing my final exam for the semester and I yeah. was in labor. Oh, wow. I had no idea I was in labor because it was my first baby. I just thought yeah. I had to use the washroom and I... <laughs> Don't like to use a washroom yeah. during exams. I think it's unprofessional. For- you go yeah. before or after exam, yeah. not during. Yeah. So um, anyways, I was in labor. One of my friends' moms actually called my professor to be like, you better be nice to her yeah. when you're marking. She was yeah. in labor. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I had him, it was winter break for three weeks Mm -hmm. i um stayed home for three weeks and then my mom and my husband took care of him okay so
1: So he's been in there since he's
0: been like he's basically the same age as as we call it the warehouse my parents (laughs) business Uh. um so yeah my parents yeah (laughs) Uh. (laughs) he's been there for a while um, but now he can actually give back. And he's big and tall. He's bigger and taller than I am. Oh,
3: wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow.
0: So um, people don't know he's my son. Yeah. Because they're like, you look like you're a baby. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know. Um, so, yeah, we just exposed him to different things. So he did the warehouse. Um. We had him in cadets for a while okay. as a sea cadet. Okay. Um, learning about, you know, how to sail ship and be safe on and learning discipline and all these things. Mm-hmm. He's volunteered at church through like the kids um, church. He's just, he's done so many different things. Yeah. And what he figured out and we figured out, is he's like, he likes hands-on things. Mm-hmm. So um there's an opportunity that came a year, I think a year or two ago to do some demolition work in construction. Mm-hmm. And he really took well to it. Wow. So he's like, okay, he wants to do a trade. So that's yeah. how we're, we figured out what his path is going to be. Yeah. Um, we also informed all our kids. We've been saving money for you to go to university or college.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's like, I don't want to go to university or college. So we're like, okay, fine. What is it that you want to do, though? There there has to be There's a goal.
2: Yeah.
0: It doesn't have to be our way, yeah. but there needs to be something. So even if... And I even talked to... I, like. We have a village. My, my husband and I, I talked to one of my friends. Yeah. She's boss. Like yeah, yeah. and I was telling her about him. And she's like, listen, if you need him to come to Boston to live here and figure out himself, like, you know, I would help that. And my parents are like, send him to Ghana. My husband's like, maybe we should send him to Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, let him let him
1: experience. be in a different yeah, yeah
0: environment where he can experience different things and come up with what he wants his life to be. So mm-hmm. um I actually found a pretty cool program at Humber College where they um, pay you to learn how to do, whether it's... um Oh my gosh welding yes you can choose from welding and trades
1: are in right different now. different trades
0: yeah so con- trades, construction man. all of that mm. so he can figure out which one he wants to do we're, we were we suggesting welding yeah um because there's a, a need for um undersea welders okay and he's a great swimmer
1: oh okay. he's an
0: awesome swimmer our son and i was like you know you put that together you're gonna have the world in your hands yeah. like you can charge basically anything you yeah. want it'll be yeah. your business yeah. and he's like oh, i don't know about that and you know the eagle stuff so yeah. we're like okay fine go to this program find out what you want to do so he can't actually officially start until he's 18 okay because it's a government funded program and that's a requirement so that's something he'll be doing in january and i'm just happy we figured out what he wants to do and it's something he's willing to do yeah so um we just have we just make sure he has very clear goals okay the goal is not always go to school Yeah. but the goal is how are you going to accomplish what you want to accomplish what is it that you want to accomplish in life yeah and so we have lots of conversation with him. Even this weekend we yeah. sat down all our kids and we talked to them about income. Mm-hmm. What are ways to make money mm-hmm. other than going to school and working? We have those conversations wow with them. This is how much money mom makes an hour. This is how much money dad makes an hour. Mm-hmm. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: what? Yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe I should do what y'all's doing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so then okay, well this is what we had to do to to get there. Yeah. And um like growing up my husband and i we talked about the fact that our parents didn't really sit us down to say this is the money you're making this is yeah you know you know they didn't know to have those conversations and i think it's important that we have those conversations with our children
1: 100 because
0: then they even ask us questions that make us think like yeah why are you doing what we're doing and it reminds us yes there's other ways to make an income how uh-huh. many of those ways are we using uh-huh. for encouraging our kids and and holds us ac- um accountable um and even the same way i take the teaching approach i take the parenting approach it's not so much of me just telling my kids what to do although i do do that yeah <laughs> you need that because kids need structure discipline um but it's also to hear from them to see where they're at yeah um, my prayer always is that as i'm working towards my goals and dreams that god Gives me the eyes, ears, and the spirit to see what his goals and dreams are for my children, and that I will never stray them from that.
2: Mm.
3: So,
0: if that does not include going to school, Corey, even though I'm an educator, yeah. I'm okay with that because there's so many ways to be educated. A
1: hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Dope. All right. That's a that's a loaded answer. Too. <laughs> dope. Dope. That's yeah.
0: the book in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Dope. Yeah. So let's talk about one one thousand. That's your I, like. I don't even. Is it? Would I say? Communication business?
0: It's just my business. Okay.
1: okay <laughs> Explain. Yes,
0: my sister in law made me this shirt All right. that I'm minding my black owned business. Jeez. 11,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I it.
1: I it. Shout out.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Naomi. <laughs>
1: uh, Talk to me about it.
0: So um, I started 1 1000 again on Matt Leave. <laughs> <laughs> When you're on leave, you got time to think. Yeah. You're like, do I want to be feeding babies for the rest of my life? No. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so it was when I had my second son. Yeah. And um, I was on mat leave and... Because of the work that I did in the community, I made a lot of connections and networks, and I won an award wow. for being the f- uh, most fun to work with. Oh, okay, wow. just Congrats. so you know, okay, Congrats. Congrats. forget forget the degrees and diplomas. I got that award. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, one of the good things. So, there was an. Well, I think there is not was. They're still here. There, there is an organization called the Toronto Youth Cabinet, and. Um, the staff at the time wanted us to get capacity building and give the youth um, who were part of this organization skills to speak to the media, create workshops, and so forth. And I was already doing similar work, but I didn't have the training. Mm. Okay. And again, that was not school education training, but it's taken me far. Yeah. So I learned how to create workshops and so forth. And I ran a few with different organizations in Ontario. We went to like Chatham and did a whole thing for a big group of youth and anything that was youth based so people remembered me from there and so when i was going to university they reached out and they're like hey Rahal, we have some projects with the city of toronto we're trying to collaborate for organizations youth are trying to do xyz and we want to hire you to facilitate and we pay you i'm like what (laughs) i'm coming (laughs) and then i got another opportunity with the toronto public library and they'll pay me i'm Mm. like okay so i'm like i said you know i should actually make this into a business because people are seeking me out yeah and my parents always said if you want to make it in Canada. Sorry, you wanna ask me something? Yeah,
1: no, I was gonna say, what are the, exactly are they seeking you for?
0: They were seeking for me to develop a workshop, okay, deliver it, okay. and to achieve the outcomes okay for the group depending on the group the outcomes are always different okay cool yeah all right so my parents always said um if you want to make in canada you should have a business so i said okay people are seeking me out i'm making money from this my parents say that you should always have a business Mm. so i registered my business for uh, 60 dollars. i did a named nuance search um and i chose the name one one thousand because Growing up, uh, my mom always called me one man thousand. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything I do. If I tell her about what I'm doing, if I won another award, whatever it is, she's like, Oh my goodness, one man thousand. So <laughs> one day I'm just like, Mom, what does that mean? Like, yeah. why do you keep calling me that? And she's like, You're one person, you're doing a thousand different things. So uh-huh. I, I
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: So um that's that's where the name of my business came from. And and that's how my business started. So I started just delivering workshops mm-hmm. um but then i realized okay when things started slow- to slow down and people were not asking me anymore it's harder to keep the momentum and i yeah. said okay i've got to change my business model um and then that's when an opportunity came where other people ran not for profits or businesses mm-hmm. so they already had the people they some of them already had the training mm-hmm. and they just needed someone to deliver it mm-hmm. and to deliver it the way that i do
2: yeah. so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so i worked with a organization called um, Peel Family Education Center
3: okay.
0: um, and then I worked with a business called International Center for Capacity Development and I loved it because Peel Education Center allowed me to be a parent educator um, to help other parents while also helping me mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with different parenting skills and I um, also added my social service um, aspect where I went into um, there's the women's jail in um, um uh, I'm forgetting the name of it. It's not Maplehurst. The Maplehurst is the men's one and the Lindsay? women's one. No, no. The women's oh, jail man. is called yeah. something else. Vanier. Okay. Vanier. okay. So I went into Vanier and I delivered their programs for women um, who were in jail for different reasons, um, just really get, helping them get to know their self, understand how their parenting impacted them mm-hmm. and where they are today in life and mm-hmm. how they could change. Um So yeah, that was a part of my business, delivering that for that client. And with International Center for Capacity Development, I worked with international delegates. So we're talking like governors, people from prime minister offices, and Mm -hmm. um, whether it's like they're building a change management department and they wanted training on change management. I have a change management certificate as well. So I helped them with that. Or if they wanted to um, create, there's like a department that was trying to take their paper-based (laughs) process and make it an electronic based process so Mm. um, I also trained them through that Made connections with the um, it was the Ontario government and and how they keep track of their records Mm. and just really networking and connecting so they could see the practical pieces Uh and have conversations with people doing the work Um, so then that's from there I was making funds for my business through training for other organizations and now I've added project management. So I have my project management oh, certificate. Nice, one man nice. thousand, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so-, <laughs> okay. Um, so I have my project management certificate and I've done a few projects um, locally, nationally, and internationally. Mm-hmm. And again, always with a social impact. So um, one of the organizations I work with right now is Black Palms Connection. Mm-hmm. And one of the projects that, um, they've gotten funding for from Trillium is uh FinLit U financial literacy U um and we teach black moms over 8 weeks span on financial literacy wow amazing it's amazing. culturally sense like sensitive to black moms all our trainers are black so they understand and they're able to ask the questions that we're not comfortable asking at yes. the banks because of how we're treated yes right yes, just yes. because of this Yes. because yes. <laughs> we got a little extra melanin, yeah. okay <laughs> um so some beautiful stories from has come out of that and this program this is just the second year of it and moms have already paid off debts mm. buying houses Paying off mortgages. Wow. Amazing, um, and it goes beyond just educating the mother because we really believe that when you strengthen the black mom, you strengthen her family, her children. Mm-hmm. A lot of the moms are taking this knowledge and downloading it to their kids, wow. or if they're teachers, to their students.
2: Yeah,
0: and um, if we can build better moms, better children,
1: better homes,
0: better homes, it better extends to the community, mm-hmm. the country, and the world. Mm-hmm. So we are changing. The world just through that.
1: Jeez, congrats! Yeah. So
0: those. So when I say social impact, these yes. are the type of projects I work on. Yeah. Um. Last two years during COVID, I worked on a project with um, Emily Mills from How She Hustles, where we did a startup in Slay. And yeah. this was about finding female entrepreneurs across Canada mm-hmm. and finding out how they start up and how can they scale or how have they scaled their business. Mm-hmm. And it gave them exposure. A lot of them. And p- we worked with partners like Rogers, for example, CIBC funded it. Yeah. And a lot of them. Through that exposure they're able to increase their business sales again impacting them directly as um, female entrepreneurs so those are the type of projects i work on and, wow. and um, that's another element of my business um so your lots. business does a lot it's a lot one <laughs> one thousand, one
1: one thousand. <laughs> wow
0: i just i get bored you know that word yeah. bored? That yeah, I said bored yeah, yeah i get bored too yeah like
1: that's why i like to like have my hands in different things to be honest i've always yeah. been like that
0: and you and you're always like uh transitioning i find that life is all about transitions and Mm -hmm. i think when we remember that we're going to transition yeah you know good and bad so Mm -hmm. if you're in a bad space okay this is where i am now Mm -hmm. there's going to be a transition i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be stuck here because a lot of people feel stuck yeah and i know how it feels like to feel stuck sometimes but um it's always important to remember the word transition yeah can i share a story
1: yeah
2: absolutely (laughs) Uh, because
0: we're talking about transitions and struggling yeah i just there was a story i can't remember if i read it or someone told it to me but it was a story about from how i remember it a parent was um with their child and they're watching a butterfly Mm -hmm. well a caterpillar i should Mm -hmm. say that had um gone into its cocoon and it was time for it to come out as a butterfly and the um butterfly was kind of struggling to get out of the cocoon Mm -hmm. and so the child helped it
3: Mm. and
0: so when the um, butterfly came out it couldn't fly Mm. and it couldn't understand what happened so the parents said to the child you know sometimes when we struggle we think it's a bad thing but for the butterfly Through its struggle to get out of the cocoon, it actually strengthens its wings Mm -hmm. so that once it's out of the cocoon, it can carry itself and flap. Mm -hmm. So by helping it, Mm. you actually... Heard it mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. so we
0: need the struggle to be able to get into our next level of our transition 100%
1: agree right yeah. so
0: i get excited when i'm in a struggle mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah. because i'm like yes i'm transitioning yeah. and i don't know what's next but i'm so excited but something's coming yes mm-hmm. so be excited about your struggle okay go through it okay right because something better is coming a new form of yourself the goal you've been trying to achieve and you're going to continue to transition your entire life mm-hmm. wow It's a part of life. That's why I did the change management course because that's like change is going to be a consistent part of my life. Yeah. Let me learn how to change (laughs) and help others do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Nice. Okay. So I want to talk about the communication aspect to your business, right? Um, Can you explain that real quick?
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, Corey, I have worked in the not for profit sector. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes.
0: I have worked in government. Mm -hmm. I've worked in corporate. Yes. And I'm now in academia. Yeah. In every single sector communication either helped or hurt situations mm-hmm. and if people did it correct we were able to one achieve our goals yes and two keep um relationships that were strong and helped in other areas mm-hmm. and to propel in other things mm-hmm. okay if people did not do it right
2: mm-hmm. yeah, fact, well you too. know Yeah. <laughs>
0: Those things did not happen. Mm-hmm. You ended up spending more money, time mm-hmm. unnecessarily. Um, people were hurt. You wouldn't hear from them again. You'd lose good people, all yeah. of those kind of things. So with that, and also I have to tell you, it seems like communication comes naturally to me for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I learned that communication was a trauma for me. Mm-hmm. And and let me tell you why. I, I was doing a, a course on the trauma of money mm-hmm. and they talked about how do you feel when you learn about money? And, I was like, you know, it makes me feel like it's overwhelming. Mm. Like it's something I can't do. And they're like, when was the first time you felt like that? And I'm like, hmm, well, I had to learn how to speak English. Wow. And they're like, so learning now has that connection for That's you, right? Yeah, yeah So yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that was mind-blowing. So I don't know, despite all of that, mm. <laughs> I, I think because of that struggle to learn English, yeah. it forced me to learn in a way that... Um, was like intentional because i remember promising myself as a child that i will learn the english vocabulary so i can always express myself the way that i intended to mm, yes as a child yeah. i made that wow. commitment to myself wow. and um another story for you <laughs> when i was in kindergarten or grade one i remember um i was playing with a toy and i played by myself because nobody you know understood me i looked different <laughs> yeah, all of that yeah. who cares yeah, 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 um yeah. I, I was one of those kids i didn't I couldn't care less. I'll yeah. just play by myself. But this girl came and she took my toy. And I couldn't communicate to her to give it back through yeah. words. So yeah. I tried to take it. She wouldn't give it back. So I bit her. Oh. And of course, I got in trouble.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she started it. <laughs> wow. um, so that was like the struggle of not knowing how to speak the, the language, right? And um, there was a teacher. In, I think it was grade one or two who was adamant about me mm-hmm. staying after school to do my work so I could learn to spell and read and write English and those stuff. And I thought she hated me, but mm-hmm. I, now I know she loved me.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and so I've come a long way. So now I, my mother tongue is tree. In Ghana, we speak oh, tree. Wow. So if you're things like Etesai and Akwaba, Etesai is like, how are you?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Akwaba is like, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I learned tree, and I had to learn English. And my dad's like, learn French. My French is rusty. So in university, um, it's actually a bilingual honors I did. A bilingual honors international study. So I learned French in university. Brought down my grades a bit because I was learning French from scratch, literally. But I have a French foundation and I can get by. (laughs) And if you count
1: Patois. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay, okay. So
0: so sometimes I say I speak three or four languages. Um, (laughs) So... I forgot my point. Where was it? I was going somewhere with? Oh yeah, this.
1: the French, the bilingual.
0: yo language. Yes. yes. So, um, and communication because you you were asking me about about that wh- why that aspect. So, yeah, um, I had my own learning journey, learning journey with communication from a child until mm-hmm. now
3: mm-hmm. that
0: shaped me. Mm-hmm. I've been able to observe how communication impacts folks in different industries mm-hmm. and um different um sectors. Yeah, and I feel like and I understand, and even through my research, once we can get that right, Mm -hmm. everything else is so easy. Everything opens up. Oh my goodness. Because all the
1: problems in the world come down to communication.
0: I'm telling you. literally. And like, there's just a lot of misunderstandings. I, another story for you. Mm -hmm. I, I remember when I was younger, my dad asked me to get something for him. And I said, okay, sure. I'm going to go get it. I'm an obedient child. I'm going to do mm-hmm. the right thing. My dad was mad. He would not talk to me for like a whole day. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand why he was mad at me. Like, yeah. dad, why are you mad at me? Yeah. He's like, I asked you to go get this thing for me. And you brought it to me in your left hand. That's disrespectful. <gasps> You're supposed to bring it in your right hand. I'm like, I didn't even know. Yeah. So here he was mad at me. For I had you no idea yeah. what he was mad at number one and number two he was mad at me about something i had no clue about because he didn't teach me as my daddy right so sometimes we're walking around the world and we have feelings Mm -hmm. and emotions for things and people but we haven't taken the time to speak to to them because we're assuming they should know Mm -hmm. right and then there's those who say but rahel i did tell them Mm -hmm. right however did you communicate it in a way that they would understand exactly. because the way i'm speaking with you mm-hmm. i wouldn't necessarily speak to my 10 year old i have to speak at a level that she understands so mm-hmm. one of the principles of communication that i teach is to know your audience i think mm-hmm. that's a very primary that's, that's huge yeah know your audience and communicate at their level you you have to be humble to communicate corey mm-hmm. you can't go in there like I'm gonna come in there with all my big words mm-hmm. and my um, uh, acronyms.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah just <to> show off. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. And nobody in this room knows what you just said. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right.
0: That is not communicating. Yeah. And the other thing I'm um, I'm learning too is a lot of people think communication is a one way thing. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that it's a process where I'm sending information, you are decoding my yeah, information and relaying
1: it back. You're relaying
0: it back, mm-hmm. and also understanding that when you don't get communication back, that is also feedback.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. This person does not respond to me. A, maybe they didn't get my message. B, maybe they're too busy. Three, maybe they just don't want to talk to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
0: is still communication. Yeah. So understanding that it's an entire process and not just about what you give, but also what you're receiving back.
1: Wow. Okay. So since starting this podcast, I've got a lot of people uh, message me or call me or whatever, and they want to start their own podcast. But, like, you know, Corey, I, like, you know, I can't get in front of the com- camera because I have so much anxiety when it comes to communicating. Mm. What tips would you have for people um, that communicate with anxiety?
0: Well, number one, I actually have to get in their head. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking?
1: Okay, so are you asking me? Sorry? No. Oh. Uh,
0: th- th- well, that's the question i asked. Uh, them. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> what are you thinking? Because okay. our anxieties, and, and this is more of um, Actually, you
1: know what? What Ask that? me that because I'm, I, I, like, <laughs> I'm in episode, this is episode 20, Yay. and I would consider myself <laughs> introverted, right? So uh-huh. I'm, I, at episode 20, I'm getting a lot more comfortable with being in front of all these cameras, yeah. talking. A lot of what? cameras. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, so I'm comfortable now. Yes. But, like, so... What would you even say to me before, prior? You would say, okay. what am I thinking, right?
0: Yeah, I'd want to know, what What are your thoughts?
1: I, I would say, uh, personally, like, when it comes to communicating, I just feel that I, I want to come off as, like, almost, like, per- like, perfect. Like, I I don't know. I just feel like when the camera was on before, like, episode one, I just wanted to make sure people understood me. Mm. And I was it would make me shy, and I would trip up on my words, or I'd stutter, or what have you Mm -hmm. so that's what i was thinking making sure i deliver the message correctly and perfect
0: okay so then what is your message corey
1: my message would Mm -hmm. be to deliver whatever i'm feeling or thinking um in ways that the audience can understand
0: how will your audience understand
1: if i speak clearly and concise
0: how do you speak clearly
1: that's a good question.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> if you if you're not sure about how to do something, that's mm. where some of your anxieties come from. Okay, so it's just again going back to education, right? How do
1: you speak clearly?
2: all
0: right (laughs) great question so within communication we have something called the five c's of communication Mm -hmm. i'm testing myself now okay so one you want to make sure that your your message is clear how do you make sure the message is clear you are clear about the message it starts with you okay so that's why i asked you (laughs) that Uh, question that i asked you yeah so once you're clear on your message now you'll be able to tell it to me clearly okay
1: okay so the more i let's say understand my message, feel my message, and believe in my message, the clearer it would come out? You got it. Okay.
0: You got it. Now, number two, understand that, like I said before, communication is a process, mm-hmm. right? So you've got to give yourself time to now clarify your message. It takes time to do that.
1: Okay. Right. And how does that, how do we gauge that time?
0: Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I, this is how I would say that is your audience understanding your message
1: now yeah yes yes okay. yes
0: when did you get there
1: i got there see i would like to think that i got there from the jump okay to be honest
0: so then you were cl- clearly communicating your message yeah,
1: but it's it, i i don't know it was just things maybe the cameras too like i don't know like when i talk off camera yes i'm fine i'm like Pew! As soon as these cameras come on, or I have to make a video like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. ask him. Like he'll, yeah. he'll tell you, I I mess up all the time, yeah. and I just don't know what that blockage or fear is.
2: Mm.
0: Fear is uh, false evidence appearing real. Jeez, <laughs> <Mars>. <laughs>
2: Okay, cool.
0: Right, so. I, I think a lot of times, and that goes back to my question what are you thinking? Right? So, when you're tripping up, it's because you're thinking, okay, what if I'm not saying this correctly? What if people don't understand? But what if you are saying this correctly? What if people do understand? Mm. Who are you helping right now?
1: Mm. What if you
0: are achieving your goals? And you got to keep going, right? So, really, it starts with what is in your head. There's something called uh, cognitive behavior therapy. Okay. I'm sorry, you're getting all of my yes, knowledge yes, from different. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <it all> up. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So, cognitive behavior therapy i love it because it's very simple yeah it, it says that our thoughts right mm-hmm. inform our feelings and our feelings inform our actions okay so when you're thinking these things like what if i'm not doing this what if i'm not doing that it's making you feel anxious mm-hmm. and because you feel anxious now you're tripping up yeah, okay so it really starts with our thoughts if you can change your thoughts and yes you can your mm-hmm. brain is actually designed to do so mm-hmm. um you can change how you feel and you can change what your delivery is Mm -hmm. so it's actually mental work that you Uh, you, you need to to do um
1: what type of mental work like
0: i'm gonna tell you so if you're somebody that thinks um like for example what i just said what if this goes wrong mm -hmm. think about think you actually have to force your brain when you think okay what if i don't say the right thing think the opposite i will say the right thing okay okay I will say the right thing people will understand my message mm. right and if right. you've ever heard of affirmations that's really what yeah. affirmations are mm-hmm. right but you start with your thoughts
1: So we have communication affirmations because I have (laughs) I have affirmations that I wake up every day and I say, but I I need some communication affirmations You got it. So before I make these videos, these selfies, just maybe go down my list of communication affirmations and go attack it. You got it. You got it. So that's a
0: practical thing that you can do. And it doesn't have to be a lot of things. It might be two, three things. And I just gave you two or three. Yeah. yeah, Right. You can write those down Right. And and just say those but it really starts with your thoughts okay that's what will develop your feeling and then your actions
1: okay so what are common mistakes that you are seeing with like your clients that people are communicating with or like what are common mistakes that they're doing
0: Mm. i brought up some of them um already like for example when people think communication is a one-way thing yeah i'm just i'm just sending my clients or my customers this information it's like but wait Mm. Mm. (laughs) they're also sending feedback to you are Mm. you receiving that are you positioned to receive that and how are you responding to them it's it's a whole process Mm -hmm. Um, another thing is um, knowing your audience. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are communicating to audience that they do not know. True. So um I did a a webinar for a, um, a government group mm-hmm. and they were working with the black population. Yeah. And I broke down just that one principle. I took an hour just to cover one principle of knowing your audience. And I talked about the fact that um, although they see black people as one group, mm-hmm. There's folks that don't identify as black, yeah. identify as African. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's folks that identify as Caribbean. Yes. Um, so if you're putting out information for black people, ad- someone that identifies as African. Hmm?
1: Then you have colorism too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> all uh, that. That's
0: all <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone that's African will be like, oh, that's not for me. Mm. You know, that's for black people. <laughs> true, <laughs> right? True. So, but other people are like, wait, but you're black. But it, especially if, um i find a lot of east african Mm. or people that um came to whether it's uk canada or whatever Mm. from oh
1: because they're so used to it i guess
0: they're used to being african not Mm. black Black. they're not associated with the color they're associated with the continent
1: true right okay
0: so we think we know our audience like oh yeah you're black but that's you're imposing that identity on, on me right mm. um so yeah i just took them through that and they were like whoa like that little bit of information yeah. of knowing your audience so a lot of them are finding yeah we're not getting the outcomes and this is what i'm saying if we can uh, communicate effectively we'll get the outcomes that we want because now i can say i'm looking for african black and caribbean youth and you'll get a better response sure, instead
1: of just saying i'm looking for black, black youth you got whatever. it
0: because not everybody will identify mm. as black um a, a case study for for you. One of my friends uh, a few years ago fun- got funding to run a program for uh, youth in Jane and Finch. I think it was like Vietnamese, Somali, and I can't remember, another group of youth. Mm-hmm. And he was like, for help. they're not responding. The Somali kids are not coming to my program. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how are you doing your outreach? Mm-hmm. He's like, I went into the schools. I put up the posters. The other kids are getting it. But the Somali kids are not coming. And I said, well, how does the... Um, the Somali youth, how do they communicate and who, someone that influences them. They didn't know. They mm-hmm. said, well, you have to go talk to their elders, their mm. parents, and tell their elders and their parents about it and then they tell the youth about it and they make them come.
2: Mm. You
0: trying to talk to the youth, they don't have to listen to them. No respect for you. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, exactly. fact, <laughs> fact. So you have to go to the people that help them make decisions that they have respect for and all of that. And so then you can get the outcomes you're looking for, which yes. is getting them to register for your program. So that is a big, I would say, one of the biggest things people think they know the their audience, but uh. they haven't taken the time to get to know them and it's okay to ask your audience if you don't know them yeah ask them questions yeah you know sometimes people will be like you know how did you do this and how did you do that i'm like well i asked mm-hmm. and they're like oh that
2: simple? <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: yeah you just you need to ask
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: um and and just uh try things out you know and, and as you try things out too, you you also learn from all of that which goes back to the experiential part and the practical part mm-hmm. so there's a lot of thinking doing testing you know
1: speaking. okay all right so knowing your audience that's a big one so I have a question like when it comes to like the entrepreneurs I feel like we've talked about this off camera it's like storytelling versus communicating just a whole bunch of data Mm. right how do you have a balance between the two because I feel like storytelling is very effective even during this podcast you are storytelling right yeah all these different stories how do you yeah like again how do you have a balance between storytelling and communicating data because I feel like when you um tell people so much data oh my product or something is this this and this and this people just lose it
0: okay i got so much to say about that question yes yes. it's it's a great question too. okay where do i start (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i feel like this is a ninja battle and i'm just like (laughs) okay so (laughs) number one one of the things that i teach about um effective communication is effective communication is increasing the probability that the person receiving your message will either act the way you want them to act or respond the way you want to, them to respond mm. or you get the outcome that mm. you want to okay. get. So when you're developing your message or your story or your facts, okay. what is your outcome? What is your intention? What do I want? What are you hoping to get? Mm. Right? From that and knowing your audience, <laughs> some of some of folks in your audience might respond better to stories and some of them might respond better to the facts. Mm-hmm. Right. So now what is the outcome that you want? Who's your audience? Right? What would they respond better to? Right. And and also I I think one thing I haven't brought up, Corey, is that there's verbal and nonverbal communication.
1: Mm-hmm. I love
0: to talk about that. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So <sighs> if you're in a room with folks that are creatives and influencers, mm-hmm. Um, what kind of what kind of communication do you think you'll need, verbal or nonverbal?
1: With creatives and influencers. influencers? Yeah. Um, since you put me on the spot, I'm just gonna... <laughs> he's I'm, like, "What, uh, Pop uh, Quiz? Oh, yeah. This was
0: not in the contract." Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna take a guess with yeah. creatives and um, and influencers, nonverbal.
0: Yeah, you got it. Oh jeez, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. That- simple though right and i bet you you're intuitive with that right mm-hmm. and thinking of yourself yeah so they need a lot of visuals yes right mm-hmm. so even if you present a story or data you're still gonna have to do it with verbal and nonverbal for them, Okay. right? And okay. you definitely need to have the visuals for them. Okay. So knowing your audience will help you know not only what to communicate, but how to communicate it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of nonverbals. Like, for example, coming in to interview with you today, you showed me you're ready. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. But I saw that because everything was set up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You got Mister over here offering water. And- <laughs> <laughs> All of that, like, you take your work seriously, but you didn't say that to me. But mm-hmm. that's what you were communicating with your setup and how I was received here. Here, wow. right so there's a lot of non-verbal communication how um your photos look mm-hmm. they communicate something to mm-hmm. people as well um our tone right really? yeah. the tone of our voice yeah it's that big. communicates something yeah that's as big. well yeah um, the way you're sitting down right now and looking at me
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that yeah. communicates okay <laughs> All of those things are all a part of our communication. And so I think that's another thing that people forget. They think communication is just words. No, it's everything. The size of your office, Mm -hmm. um, the tone of your voice, your setup, the setup mm. of your space, how long you have somebody waiting for you or not true, waiting true. or letting them know that you're going to be late or not letting them know. All those things communicate different things. But there's also a cultural context to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an interesting conversation with um, a staff of one of the clients I was training, and they are like, you know, I heard your point that in North America, if I had somebody waiting, they feel disrespected and mm-hmm. they feel like I'm wasting their time. But in my country, people feel like you're taking time to do a good job. Oh, right that's a, so good, that's a perspective you got it yeah. so understanding and that again goes back to knowing our audience what is the mm. cultural context and, and all of those pieces um so yes to answer your question Corey, one you have to know what your outcome is okay what are you hoping to achieve you have to know what your audience will receive and you might need a balance of both um an interesting thing i saw on linkedin i, I made a post about it i think it was this week or last week there was like a picture of a horse and it asked, do you see the horse walking backwards or do you see it walking forwards? Mm-hmm. And if you see it walking um, backwards, that means you're like, I think it was like a, uh, a, like intuitive person. You're more about emotions and so forth. Um, and you like stories and so forth. And if you saw it walking forwards and you're a person that's like data driven and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, how you would communicate with these two audiences would be different. But if you have a room and you don't know who's what Mm -hmm. then i would definitely strongly suggest having visuals having data um having stories to tie it all together but it also always goes back to your outcomes
1: okay what are you
0: hoping to achieve okay yeah
1: dope so i also want to know what are ways or what are yeah what are ways that we can effectively communicate Mm -hmm. in conflict Mm. <laughs>
0: so there's this I I, I I don't know if you asked this question but there's this book um that i'm reading called crucial conversations and mm-hmm. i love it mm-hmm. because i think it's very reflective of well, everything i've spoken to you about today um it gives you examples it also has like practical videos you can watch mm-hmm. and exercise and activities and things to try so when you're communicating um during conflict at the end of the day from what i i take from the book and just my own experiences again it goes back to your objective okay what are you trying to achieve with this person Is is are you trying to keep this friendship do you really care or what are you trying to achieve with this employer like whoever it is um they had a strategy in the book that i really love called um uh, do and don't. Okay. okay. So if you and I are having a conflict at work, let's okay. uh, say, you know, Corey, I don't want you to think that I don't value your work and that I don't value your time or that I think I'm better than you. Okay. I do want you to understand that during that time I was in a bind. Mm-hmm. I may not have made the best decision. I should have let you know ahead of time but Mm. i was under pressure i I didn't know what was the best thing to do and i'll do better next time okay and it's a simple thing right because it goes back to the tone
1: to alleviate the you got it
0: you got it and i'm not blaming you yeah i'm and i'm not making it look like you know i did this intentionally but i'm i'm also being vulnerable at Mm. that time right Mm. to let you actually know this no, this it's this not is like not it. it yeah so do and don't so i don't want you to think abcd but i do want you to know abcd yeah and and it takes pressure off of both of us and focuses on the situation
1: okay yeah okay wow so i wanna i know you gave me a couple of them but it's just some vague i guess because there's so much different types of communication mm-hmm. but what are just some practical ways that we can work on our everyday communication oh okay <laughs>
0: now now you stop me with that one let you me know, think about that you know, i could do all the hard things i asked for easy thing i'm yeah. like hmm. all right um some of the everyday things i think the most powerful in my experience um way to communicate effectively is your tone
1: yes i agree too to be honest even when you're tone when you're texting
0: yeah, Man. it's harder when you're texting. It's, it's way harder. Right?
1: But it's important.
0: It's so important. So, <sighs> I you know, I, I've done um, a lot of customer service in person and on the phone. Yeah. And, um, again, got awards for that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> rack them up. Exceptional customer service. <laughs> um,
0: but a lot of times, it's, it's the tone. So someone calls you upset mm-hmm. and you listen, which is a part of communication, yes, by the no way. Yes, yes sometimes i listen so well that it's dead silent and people are like hello and i'm like i'm here mm-hmm. i just want to hear processing. what you have to say mm-hmm. you know yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so um when you respond in a lower tone people calm down mm-hmm. then sometimes they catch their like wait they're calm why am i yelling mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to ask them that yeah. question um and also your tone helps people to uh, feel received mm-hmm. welcomed mm-hmm. um i remember one time I was talking to my husband and um, I was telling him, like, there was, you know, there was a time where um, I, my feelings towards you changed. It actually improved. And he's like, I could tell. I'm like, how, do, how could you tell? He's like, the way you spoke to me on the phone. Wow. You know? He could hear that. So, yeah, I think wow. that that is, tone is yeah, a big one. Tone is a big one. How do I sound right now?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And is it getting the feeling that I'm trying to. Um, exhibit across mm-hmm. right because you could still be upset and angry and you could show that in your tone but mm-hmm. it's still not disrespectful right it'll be in a way that someone could still understand okay i can see that you're really upset right now let's you know let's talk, let's, about, let's it. talk about it mm-hmm. or let's see how i can help you with this mm-hmm. <laughs> and so forth I, I ran into that situation uh just uh the end of april when i was coming back to canada mm-hmm. right i went to la with one of my clients and the air canada guy was like. Um, he's asking me for like my documents and stuff, and I said, um, "Yes, okay, here it is." And he's like, "I can't hear you because you know you have the mask on in the airport." And whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I spoke louder, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Ma'am, you're giving me attitude." And I'm just
1: like, hey,
2: "I can't win." right
0: yeah. when i'm speaking normally you can't hear me i'm speaking louder i'm giving you attitude and he was like determined not to let me get on that plane but he spoke to two folks because the first person was like she's good to go and he yeah. didn't like that I, was like, I went to the next person and the next person was like she's good to go uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just put my stuff on the counter and he's like just oh, go over there and, yeah, and whatnot geez. but during that process even though um he was upset I, I said to him i said i'm sorry if you think i'm i'm yelling at you mm-hmm. i'm speaking louder because you said you cannot hear me mm. did he <laughs>
1: come down right after?
0: his voice came right down
1: mm. his voice
0: came right down so um tone tone is so important
1: tone what even um just something i'm thinking about right now is that what i've worked on in the in the last couple of years mm-hmm. is like you just said listening is a big one too mm-hmm. right so now when i listen i don't like um i'm trying to not listen to always reply
2: mm. you know and say listen i
1: to know understand I, listen to understand yes because i used to be i'm a little stubborn right you? <laughs> can, no way <laughs> i can be a little stubborn and right. i like you know i can think about conversations in the past where i'm just like oh i know i know i know but i'm, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not i don't really know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm just answering them just to answer mm-hmm. but now i feel like Uh, like you said, listening and actually understanding what people are saying is another way that we can work on our communication.
0: Yeah, listening to understand. So,
2: Not listening, just to answer.
0: You got it. Mm -hmm. Listening to understand. And when you listen to understand, I find that you ask quality questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your questions change. Mm -hmm. And your understanding of um, what you're receiving, that Mm -hmm. also changes Mm -hmm. because you're in a different state of mind yeah yeah
1: facts what, what about like okay so i'm I, I, like workplace situations yes. communicating right because obviously when you're communicating with your friends or your husband you're gonna communicate differently you're you gonna feel it. you're gonna feel a little bit more open but when you have a team to lead, what are some things that to um keep in mind
2: mm, i love that
0: question <laughs> I, I got a whole bunch um so number one I think it's important as a team leader to understand that your team wants to do a good job. Okay, They have the same sense of ownership for the work that they're doing. Letting them know what is going on mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. I find that a lot of times leaders think it's a need-to-know basis. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling these folks that the work that they do impacts the results then why can't they know the details of that so they can have ownership or full ownership of of the work that they're doing um so many times leaders will put out something they might ask a team for their input on something mm-hmm. which is a great thing to do mm-hmm. but then there's no follow-up you never know what happened with mm-hmm. that information what the impact was you just move on to something else mm-hmm. so now you,
1: you want to follow up so they can feel engaged in that part of the process
0: you got it and you respected their time yes
1: <laughs> true, yeah, for, <laughs> and yeah, just yeah.
0: for them to know because they were a part of this mm-hmm. so what happens now is now you ask the team for their input again and you're wondering why that last time you had 20 People now, you only have ten, mm. right? You're not getting the results. Yeah, you want they, now. they
1: just feel like they're just doing it for you, and that was it.
0: Yeah, you don't really, you know, respect them enough to let them know what's the results. You know, what's the follow up? That is so important. Follow up as a leader. Okay. I think if. You communicating, like the key things are knowing your audience, knowing your tone and things like that as an individual. But as a leader, following up with your team, Yes. following up with your audience or your stakeholders, mm. follow-up is also underrated. Wow. People underrate following up. And it's such a small thing to show respect to others and mm. value to them and to keep their loyalty. It's a small thing. A lot of people don't follow up.
1: Okay dope so i was listening to a podcast right and um they were talking about effectively communicating Mm -hmm. and one of um the hosts were saying what they do is they learn everybody that's working for them their love languages Mm -hmm. so they know how to communicate with them okay what do you think about that
0: I have a lot of thinking about that. <laughs> so first, I just want you to know that I, I created a workshop for a family education center on, on parents and their love languages for kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. interesting. I've had a conversation with a few people recently about love languages. And some people say, I don't know how I feel about it yet, but some people say the love languages was developed by a middle-aged Christian white male. Is it inclusive of our love language for our True. Black culture? Interesting. And how we love, right? That's a
1: great question, though.
0: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So that's a question I'm I'm processing right now, and okay. I don't yet have an answer to. Okay. However, I think it's a great start. Okay. And I think that, um, you know, people feel appreciated in different ways, and I could tell you as a mama of four, mm-hmm. I cannot parent each of my children the same way. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's just
1: like coaching a basketball team. You can't coach everyone the same.
0: No, because my eldest son, words of affirmation, he wants to hear
1: mm-hmm. that
0: I'm proud of him, that he's handsome, mm-hmm. that he's done well. Um, my second son, he doesn't want to hear no words. He wants you to show him. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants you to spend time with him. He wants a hug. Yeah. Those things, you know, affirm him. Um, my daughter. I don't know. I'm figuring her out. I feel, I feel like she's a combo. Like my 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 older daughter, she's like a combo of a little bit of all of it. Mm-hmm. But my youngest, her is time, like spending time mm-hmm. with her.
1: Quality time.
0: Yeah. That mm-hmm. means so much to her. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, it's it's a good start okay. in terms of working with your team. Okay. But I, I have to process the cultural aspect and how do you okay. do it in a way that's culturally appropriate okay. for for those, especially as as um, people of color. I don't know you like that. Like yeah. you can't, you know. There's certain things you can't say to me. You yeah. Because do, I don't know you like yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. So even though my love language might be touch, that yeah. doesn't mean I want you to touch me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred percent. You know. So again, I'll say it's like, no, <laughs> right all no. of that. You know, maybe I don't want you to shake my hand. Right? <laughs> you know, I don't do. I, I do hugs, but not you today. no no yeah. <laughs> so yeah i i think there's there's some work around it but i i do love the idea of love languages and i think it is a great start but i i, I think i there's some more to it we, yeah we, there's some tweaking yeah. okay
1: okay dope so this is a question that i ask everybody on the show yes <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what is the best advice that you've gotten, and what is the worst advice you've gotten. You don't have to say any names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't want no lawsuits. Oh, no lawsuits. Um,
0: the best advice I think, if I really think about it, is advice from my parents. Yeah. So my um, like I said, my parents always told me if you're gonna make it in Canada, start a business. And let me tell you, when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't as stressed as everybody mm-hmm. because I had my business. Yeah. You know? Um, and I knew that I have an answer to uh, making an income. Like, my business has been an opportunity for me to have a, a backup plan for any challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about my personality is I don't like to feel boxed in.
1: Mm, I'm the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my
0: business has provided me an opportunity to, to, do many to do the things. If someone didn't want to hire me for something, fine, I'll do through my business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't tell me no. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to fire myself. Yeah. I remember I had an opportunity at the college. Um, they wanted me to develop a, a course and I asked for more money mm-hmm. and they were like, no, they weren't going to give me more money. So I said, okay. I just did something in my business and I made that same money that they're going to pay me over 14 weeks in two weeks.
2: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: know, So it allows me to um, address some of the challenges and oppressions that we might feel in the workplace or in life yeah. through my business and even as a woman like knowing that i know my husband loves me and you know nothing's gonna go wrong yeah. but yeah. <laughs> um i have something that i can create and rely on and and um you know came for me and i have ownership of yes. i think that's also important. That's important so i i feel like my parents telling me to start a business has been the answer to a lot of all the other things in my life so Amazing. i would say that's one of the best advice and i know having businesses is not for everybody but having um another income or multiple mm. incomes i mm. think that that was the idea that they're getting to mm. um, worst advice <sighs> you know i i have a problem remembering bad things
1: that's good it's, it's, that's it's, a good thing <laughs> you, know, you know
0: what the thing is, and I and I never knew how serious it was until I got in a car accident. Yo, wow. And <laughs> No, seriously, I um I was just sharing the story with my sister in law last week. Um I got in a car accident and every time I would drive close to that spot, mm-hmm. anxiety. I, no, I, I would blank out. Mm-hmm. I, and then i wouldn't come back to myself until i was home where yeah. i guess i felt safe yeah so i had to talk to my doctor about it mm-hmm. and she was like you need counseling yeah your brain is literally blocking out but you're safe like yeah. that was my fear like oh my god what am i doing how did i get home like yeah. you know <laughs> so um i have a hard time remembering bad things so if somebody gave me bad advice ah i was thinking about this you know i was but i was i'm having such a hard time remembering that's a um,
1: good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a good thing because we process so much information throughout the day, throughout our lives, and if yes. you can't remember the bad stuff, yeah,
2: I, I have a hard time remembering. Yeah, bad you,
1: then you're okay.
0: But the thing is, I remember feelings. You see, so if I see somebody, I might not remember what they did, uh-huh. but I know the energy or feeling Was I'm off. getting. And I'm like, "Mm -mm." Mm -hmm. you know, I Mm -hmm. I have so because of that I have to trust my instincts so much.
3: Okay.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, I'm sorry, I'm having a really yeah. Okay, don't don't want to answer that because (laughs) that that's a unique answer in itself. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Say less. Okay, so I did want to mention this Mm -hmm. right because the way uh we connected you heard the podcast right yeah and i wanted just to let you know is that like you being here right now is super inspiring because you're the avatar listener that I prepared for because I remember our conversation. You're like, you're the person I've been looking for. <laughs> da, 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 yes, you know, just by yes. listening to the podcast. And I feel like lately, uh, like you know, I follow all your socials. I'm seeing like just just push with your business. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not because of me, because you've been doing things way before me. Yeah, but it's just inspiring to see that. Um, with it's 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 confirmation that what we're doing is mm. it's 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 helping. It's working.
0: Oh, it's more than helping, like. I don't know if you know, but you're literally putting out resources. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the conversations uh, my husband and I have had a few years ago was yeah. about having people in our circle that are better than us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So the way I see it, every um, person that you've had has been a new resource and somebody I can add to my circle yes. that's better than me yes. that can help me get to my in goals. that field. Yeah. Yeah, and so like. I've already been in touch with like the accountant you had on here, the
1: lawyer. I was just
0: like, going through, um, going through your podcast is so meaningful to me because there's always quality and it's like, yo, these people exist and they're doing it. I can do it Mm -hmm. and I can access them. Yeah. You understand? Um, Another thing that's passionate like or I'm passionate about, sorry, is access. Mm-hmm. I find in the black community, a lot of times we don't have access to things. We don't yes. even know about things. And exactly. that's and that's why projects like the financial literacy university, mm-hmm. there's things that the moms are like, so you're telling me I could have gotten life insurance policy for my kids that could have been making money and my 25-year-old would have had $100,000 right now. that they could have. And there's things we just don't know and mm-hmm. people keep from us. Yes. you know. Yes. So what you're doing is you're providing a resource, you're providing access, even when you provide like the um, emails and the um, IG um, handles and things yes. like that. So, we can get in touch with them and the people you're bringing on, they're responding. Thank you. Right? Uh, they're good. responding. That's so, you're good. bringing quality people. Like, yeah. you don't understand what you're doing yet. <laughs> you're going to understand. <laughs> yeah,
1: I <yeah>, sure. appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. No, I just wanted to say that because, like, like I said, like before I started this, I had to create an avatar of what listener. Mm-hmm. that i'm speaking to every time i step ah, here and i feel like so you, you created
0: your audience yeah, yeah i created my ah, i created I love my that audience, perspective yeah. that's the so new way literally to like i okay.
1: have an avatar mm. that has a name that okay. I, like, you know i was thinking of it, wasn't
0: Rahel, though, right? no, it wasn't Rahel though no it wasn't Rahel, but
2: i <laughs> can change it now
1: that was either in like you know like you, you have you are like you're a professor like yes. you're and you're like my avatar was maybe this person has a job and they want to super transition into entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and they just need some more resources Mm -hmm. about financial literacy and just more confidence to make that jump into whatever the information they want to know and so yeah again i just want to say that that it's inspiring that you're here now from our phone conversation
2: what <laughs> so
1: that's super dope
0: I, I was so mad at you when i found you like yo he's been here all this time oh like, <laughs> I, I was messaging you on everything i think i messaged you on facebook i messaged you initially i'm a part of the i think it's the black toronto oh group. the
1: facebook group yeah yes. and
0: and your video was in there and i was like what i got the snippet and i was like where's the rest of it like <laughs> okay. what is what kind of tease is this <laughs> yeah. you know? so um and 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 that's something new for me too. Mm-hmm. Allowing myself to reach out to people, mm-hmm. and we had that conversation because you yes. never really know people's intentions. Yes, exactly, all those exactly. Things, Right, and I said, okay, you know what? Let me. I, I don't know who you are until I know who you are. Mm-hmm. So I saw what you did. I loved it. I supported it. Yes, you know, yes, I you know did. I supported the podcast and all that. And I think it's important for us to do things that not to just say, hey, Corey, I love what you're doing, but here's, you know, it's, it's a small token of my appreciation mm-hmm. for you to and keep I going. That. I you know. That. You're the first
1: one that did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see? All right. It's
0: all love. Yeah. So, um, and that's also a part of our communication, right? I mm-hmm. could say. I could say one thing but you could see what I'm doing too and, yes. and you know following up following up with you mm. that's also part of my communication yes, up, you know, yes. So.
1: yeah.
0: all of those things all of those things but I appreciate that thank you for letting me know about your avatar Excellent.
1: thank you uh, <laughs> thank you honestly and um, last question yes uh, we like to make predictions oh, okay and so I want to play this back in five years because mm. I want to know where you see yourself in five years
0: scary okay <laughs> so five years um oh man what i'm hoping i'm thinking about my age what i'm hoping mm-hmm. is within five years my business is a um consulting firm okay i have other branches under uh, my business so fo- solely focusing on training mm-hmm. solely focusing on project management adding real estate Not as lovely. well Dope. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to be global. So I will also have, um, clients and an office in Ghana
3: mm-hmm. wow. and
0: some, um, I haven't confirmed exactly what I want to do. Cause my, my. Uh, husband and his family they're from jamaica but Mm -hmm. uh, something (laughs) calm down (laughs) i didn't see you going down about ghana that way um but yeah something in 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 jamaica ghana and and then canada amazing so five years, yeah. Five
1: years. That's where Okay, I see it. so I'm holding you to that. It's on camera. Hold now.
0: me to that, right? <laughs>
1: we all
2: affirm it. All right,
1: <laughs> dope. So, um, last thing, let everybody know how they can contact you, and if you have any last words. The floor is yours. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. I always got so much to say. So I would love for you folks to follow me at the word one. o n e, the number 1000 TC, which stands for training consulting at um, that's my Instagram page. Mm-hmm. You can also find me on Facebook. My website is one 1000.ca, but it is under development. So you'll see the website, okay. but Just I can't wait to expose my new website to you guys i'm so excited about it i actually have a shoot for it tomorrow amazing um yeah or you can email me at info at 11000.ca i welcome emails and and meetups um what do i want to leave everyone with i want to leave everyone with the fact that yes communication with others is important but have you communicated with yourself lately what are you saying Look at yourself from the inside. And that's what you need to follow. Mm -hmm. We need more of you, not
1: others. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. We're leaving on that note. Episode 20, Black is doing the rich. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you.